Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Yeah, it turns out Patrick Mahomes can win road playoff games too. The Lions' magical season continues to the NFC Championship. Only the 49ers stand between them and the Super Bowl. So, no pressure, right? And the Thunder are the biggest winners of the NBA's first half of the season. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. If you were wondering where the Kansas City Chiefs offense has been all season, wonder no more. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, just doing what they do in the postseason. And getting a little lucky at the end, Tyler Bass misses a 44-yard field goal. And the Kansas City Chiefs escape for Patrick Mahomes' first road win in the postseason, a 27-24 thriller. You knew it had to be a thriller when these two teams get together in the postseason. Chris Clark from Locked On Chiefs joins me now. And Chris, what clicked offensively for the Chiefs in this game? Uh, you know, I think that it, there's a lot of things that you could look at. And I will say, I understand the Bills are decimated on defense. And I think the Chiefs took advantage of that. Uh, I'm not going to say that their offense didn't play well. I think they did. But they took advantage of what they could do. Uh, Travis Kelsey was wide open multiple times uh, where he shouldn't have been wide open. The, the linebackers were decimated. They were down to, what, four linebackers, I think, active for this game. Two of them went out with injury. I think they ended up uh, having one of them come back. But, you know, you look at what they were able to do and, and put points on the board. They just were able to continue to move the ball down the field. And one of the most insane stats I've ever seen, three third downs the entire game for the Chiefs offense. Sorry, yeah. four, th- four third downs for the, ent- the entire game. One for four on third down the entire game against the Bills. And they still put up 27 points and they were able to win. Yeah, part of that was game script. Uh, the, the Bills held yep. the ball for 37 minutes in this game, yep. which is wild. But the Chiefs, 7.7 yards per play when they had it. And Mahomes, 17 of 23 for 215 and two touchdowns. And if it weren't for some some kind of boneheaded plays by the Chiefs, this game probably yep. would have been done much sooner. Yeah, if McCole Hartman just holds onto the ball, doesn't try to extend it out, uh, they probably score and go up two scores. And this game looks a lot different than it ended up. But... Uh, it is what it is. If Andy Reid just continues to do what's been working, and the thing you said, seven point seven yards per play. Okay, it was six point five yards per attempt for Isaiah Pacheco. He ran fifteen times for ninety-seven yards on the night. Uh, he was doing fantastic things, and then to go from first and goal at the three and give the ball to McCole Hardman, uh, it's just inexcusable. And I absolutely hate that penalty, or not penalty, that rule. That rule, I guess yeah. I should say. And, and we got a report actually during the game that they're they're looking at changing that rule in the offseason. Um, I have always said make it like 21, where if you if you miss on 21, you got to go back to 15. So go back to the 25. Let's all just re- get get back to it and and go from there. I think that that rule makes sense. Let's not get bogged down there. As the as the Chiefs now get set to face the Baltimore Ravens, they're gonna have to go back on the road. Yep. How do you think this Chiefs team matches up with Baltimore? 
It's going to be rough. The big question is going to be how healthy are they? Uh, Willie Gay went out with an injury. Uh, it sounds like he said he's going to be ready for next week. So we'll see on that one. Mike Edwards, they lost during the game. That's a huge loss for their defense. If he's not able to go, uh, that's absolutely enormous for the Chiefs defense. Uh, he's been playing great at safety for the team, especially after Brian Cook went down, who's still going to be out, from my understanding, probably for the rest of the year, although it's possible he could be returning for the Super Bowl. We'll see on that one. Uh, Derek Naughty. Uh, probably out this week. He looks like he just had uh, surgery on Thursday or Friday, so he's probably out, but they're leaving him on the roster because they're trying to see if they can get him in for the Super Bowl if he's able to go, uh, but he won't be available. They're going to need to figure out how to stop the running game of the Ravens, and that's going to be very hard, but you have to look at the Chiefs' defense. They have not allowed more than 24 points the entire season. They allowed seven points to the Bills in the second half, uh, they've been allowing no more than seven points in the second half most of the year. That was phenomenal defense from the Chiefs team today. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Jared Goff says, any more questions? Before we get to that, the Eagles are moving on. The NFL playoffs rage on, and now's the perfect time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, and more. There's also weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunities to increase your payout. Early lines on the two championship games have the 49ers and Ravens favored. No shocker there. FanDuel likes the Niners over the Lions by seven. And they have the Ravens over the Chiefs by three. You can also combine bets for bigger payouts. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy watching sports. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Philadelphia Eagles have fired demoted defensive coordinator Sean Desai, according to multiple reports. Desai was hired by Philadelphia in February to replace Jonathan Gannon, who became the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Head coach Nick Sirianni demoted Desai following the blowout loss to the San Francisco 49ers and then the Dallas Cowboys in early December that dropped the Eagles to 10-3. Embattled former Patriot coach Matt Patricia took over play calling, and the defense didn't get any better. Given the way the season ended, this could just be one of many moves to come in Philly. The Buccaneers season ended on a Baker Mayfield interception on Sunday. Tampa Bay coach Todd Bowles isn't deterred by that play. He wants Mayfield back next year. He did a heck of a job. He didn't take over for Tom. Tom retired and Baker became a new quarterback on a new team with a new offensive coordinator. He took over for himself. Uh, We built it differently. We ran it differently. It was run differently around him and Again, we, we can't compare Baker to Tom. Tom's Mount Rushmore, Tom's off on his own. We started a new system with new guys and new energy, and Baker carved his own mark. Proud of him for that. More on that game from the Lions' standpoint here in just a little bit on Locked On Sports today. 
The talent exodus at Alabama continues. Just saying. Former Alabama quarterback Julian Sayan, ESPN's top quarterback recruit in the 2024 class, is transferring to Ohio State, he told ESPN on Sunday. Sayan entered the NCAA transfer portal Friday in the wake of Nick Saban's retirement. He is ESPN's number three overall prospect in the class of 2024 and the top offensive prospect in the class. He plans to enroll at Ohio State soon and will participate in the Buckeyes' spring practice. He left Alabama after rolling there in early January. Saban retired soon after Sayan's arrival. Coach K, no longer the winningest coach in college basketball history. Stanford women's basketball coach Tara Vanderveer notched her 1,203rd career win on Sunday as Stanford beat Oregon State. Krzyzewski issued a statement congratulating Vanderveer after the game. This is a tremendous accomplishment for Tara Vanderveer, who is already one of the most accomplished coaches in the history of basketball, Coach K wrote. He owned the record since 2019. And in the association, the Magic dominated the Heat. This is Philip Rossenreich, the host of Locked on Magic, as the Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat 105-87. I can't even believe it. It's, it was that much of a blowout. But this was really the first time in a long time for the Magic to look like themselves. And, of course, they would. They got Franz Wagner back in the lineup. They put Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter back in the starting lineup. There was just an energy and, and just a relief that felt lifted off this team uh, because they're finally healthy. Gary Harris, the only guy left on the injury report. You know, Cole Anthony tweaked his ankle, but he appears to be okay. Uh, we'll see if he plays on Monday, but this team finally seems to be healthy and they finally played like it. We know that this team is one of the best defensive teams in the league. They've stayed in the top five in the league in defensive rating despite all their injuries, but it always felt like their defense was a little bit off. In this game, they hounded Miami, they forced turnovers, they contested every shot, they used their length, their size, Everyone just seemed to fall back into place. That's what bringing Franz Wagner back did. It gave this team a huge emotional lift and it gave them a pretty big win. Here is another story you need to know. It had been 30 years since the Detroit Lions had hosted a home playoff game. Now they're headed to the NFC Championship game. I'll be it in Santa Clara this time. A 31-23 divisional round win in Detroit at Ford Field where the roof was threatening to come off the entire game. Hopefully they battened down the hatches since that game ended. Matt Derry might have been out there with a socket wrench himself trying to make sure <laughs> everything was good there with the roof from Locked On Lions. Matt, um, 31 points in a do-or-die game. Jared Goff throwing lasers around the yard. 43 attempts in this game. It seemed like they've answered just about every question you could have had about them coming into this season at this point. Yeah, Pete, I mean, this is unbelievable. This town, I don't think, knows what to do. They don't know how to act. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a, a, a going to the NFC Championship game for only the second time ever. Yeah, Obviously, the first time being 1991. Then you go back to 1957 when they won the, the NFL Championship, but there were no AFC and NFC back then. I mean, this is historic stuff. And you bring up good points about golf, the passing game, the points. But the ground game in the second half woke up. And Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, who's been interviewing for jobs Friday, Saturday, kind of second half. It's like, we got to start running the football a little bit. Why are you not calling some run plays? And boom, getting Jameer Gibbs in space, the 31-yard touchdown run, uh, the fourth down at the, at the goal line with Craig Reynolds, a run play they needed to run and mash people. And it starts, of course, with Frank Ragnow at center, playing with an injured knee. Um, but it was a kind of smash-mouth second half that they needed. 
And then the defense, uh, I've talked to, and, and the much maligned future head coaches, I call him Aaron Glenn, last two weeks has really done a good job of getting this defense to stop the other team when need be. Last week it was Stafford. This week it was Mayfield and the takeaway at the end with Barnes. And the Lions are on their way to San Francisco. So as you look at this game, what from this game against the Buccaneers do you think translates the best toward what we're going to see with San Francisco, a much different regular season team than this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously this is the elite. You know, when, when we've talked and you and I have had conversations this year about the elite teams in the NFC, it was always, at least at the beginning of the year, San Francisco, Philly, and everybody else. I'll throw Dallas and maybe Detroit. Well, now the Lions are in that class. And, and, and to me, after watching uh, Saturday night and seeing what the Packers could do, running the football against the Niners, controlling the line of scrimmage, keeping Jordan Love fairly upright, I think the Lions can score on that San Francisco defense. Um, that, I think, is going to be something that the Lions feel good about. Obviously, it seems like every week the Lions let the number one receiver for the other team go buku crazy. Today it was Mike Evans. Uh, last week it was Puka Nakua. The week before it was Justin Jefferson. The week before that it was C.D. Lamb. If there is no Debo Samuel in this next game, uh, that would be a major advantage for the Lions. So those are two things that come to mind. Have we reached house money territory here? Or do you think there still is major expectations here on what this has to do? Like if if they you know, get blown out. Does that take any of the shine? And I don't want, I don't want to suggest that that's going to happen, but like right. just set some expectations for me here. Well, I think for the fan base and for everybody nationally, you're right. It, it's gravy. It's, it's, it's uh house money, all of that. You ask anybody inside that building, they would be pissed and furious if they lost next week. I think Dan, that's Dan Campbell, Campbell, right? That is it's Dan Campbell. It's Brad Holmes the general manager, I think they really thought coming into this year, a little bit of a weak division. Obviously, the division turned out better than we thought with, with what your Packers have done. Um, but I think they felt like, why can't we get to this thing and why can't we make it to the Super Bowl? And I think people probably scoffed at it, laughed, said, hold on a second, it's year three of a rebuild. But when you have some veterans like Iraq, now I mentioned before, Decker, Jared Goff that's been there, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson that's been there, you add them to this young nucleus that's talented, now you have something here. And it's not like they're going out to San Francisco, Pete, next Sunday and facing Montana and Rice. Not to take anything away from the Niners. They're really good. But this is Brock Purdy, who at times Saturday night looked very shaky against Green Bay. If Debo doesn't play, McCaffrey, that, that could be a problem, certainly. Um, but I think the Lions feel like they got a good chance. Quickly here, uh, does any one player have more to gain championship weekend than Jared Goff? Well, I mean, he's obviously silenced the critics again. I mean, he has outplayed Stafford. He has outplayed uh, Baker Mayfield, and, and and he just continues to win. And now it, it's time to lock him up here long term. I mean, yeah, Hendon Hooker was drafted in the third round, but my goodness, can we stop with that talk? Jared Goff has has done his his part. He's he's held on to the football. He hasn't given the football to the other team, and he's leading the Detroit Lions. I mean, come on, to the NFC Championship game. First time in 32 years. I would say that's pretty darn good. Stay up to date all year on the Detroit Lions by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Lions on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Thunder have impressed the most during the first half of the season. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has plenty of last-minute tickets to your favorite team, 
They also make it easy to get to the gate with flash deals and zone deals. Game time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They've got views from your seats. Game time also has the lowest price guaranteed. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Right now, all game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app and use the code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S, 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. The NBA season is rolling right along into the second half. There have been some amazing performances so far, but one stands out above the rest, as Adam Morris tells Wes Goldberg on a recent Locked On NBA. My number one is the Thunder as a whole. Because while I can just thunder both of the top spots, that's how good they've been, Wes. They're number one and two. Because you could give the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, you could talk about, okay, Jalen Williams alone would be enough for a good story. The way Tyrese Halliburton was a good story. But you also have Chet Holmgren. You got yep. Kaysen Wallace. You got Vasa Micic who comes over and is playing really well. That t- Isaiah Joe, who has like really yep. uh, given his career a shot in the arm. They just have so many players that are playing phenomenal. They have a, talk about good vibes. Is there a better vibe in the There's NBA than the, than the Oklahoma City Thunder? No, I was in the visiting locker room when they were in Miami the other day, and I was like, these vibes are great. Like they're they're awesome, and they're just like sort of chill, like uh, freshman dorm room vibes. They're just yeah. like before midnight, you know, where everybody's just sort of sitting around eating Domino's kind of vibes, just That's cracking a, good vibe. a beer open. It's a great vibe. This is just the first step for the Thunder, and it's really the third or fourth or fifth step in the rebuilding of this franchise post-Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. But last year, they looked like a frisky team, a talented team. Shea Gildish-Alexander, he ascends to superstardom. Now they look like a bona fide Western Conference contender. But we saw last year, the Cleveland Cavaliers, much the same. That ascension, they bring in Donovan Mitchell, and all of a sudden, they look like a team to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference, and then the playoffs arrive. And they get physically bullied in the postseason. This Oklahoma City Thunder is more talented than that Cavaliers team. But they have some similar size issues. Could that be a problem in the postseason? It tends to be. This is not five years ago, eight years ago. You got to deal with Nikola Jokic. You got to deal with Joel Embiid in the East. We have to deal with the Lakers, with Anthony Davis, if they can get their act together a little bit. The next step for them is looking like this in the regular season. But the next, next step, that, that pivotal next step, that one that is much harder than a lot of teams, fans, and media realize is going from this in the regular season to true championship contender in the postseason. And finally, you probably didn't have as good a weekend as Nick Dunlop. He became the first amateur in 33 years to win a PGA Tour event when he won the American Express on Sunday. Dunlop is 20 years old and a sophomore at the University of Alabama. As an amateur, he didn't get the million-dollar prize, $1.5 million to be exact, but his rewards are still ample. They start with a two-year PGA Tour exemption through 2026. He can compete in full-field events even if he stays at Alabama. And he can compete in signature events if he turns pro. The last amateur to win a PGA Tour event, you ask? Phil Mickelson. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, what's the next big domino to fall in the NFL offseason? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports Today.